Hey, legends, you know, none of our interviews or episodes ever date, ever. They are all timeless and ready for you for when you're ready to listen. Download the lot and rip in. Pertech are fabulous sponsors of Andy Raymond Unfiltered and super proud of their Protect range of products. Biodegradable and environmentally friendly, the Lanolin range is Australian made too. The Protect range of products is available from the 107 Pertech stores Australia wide. And if you buy something before the end of October, you could win a $1,000 Coles Express gift card. Check out all the details on the extensive range of Protect products from Pertech at pertech.com.au. Thanks, Pertech, for your continued support of Unfiltered. Welcome to another edition of Andy Raymond Unfiltered, the only podcast that talks with the legends, not about them. This is Best Of, a look at one of the game's greats from their Legends series interview already in the Library of Legends, where none of our interviews or episodes ever date. This one is with a guy who was once named New Zealand Rugby League Player of the Year. He's a New Zealand Team of the Century player. He played in two World Cups. He won a premiership in 1994. He was the first New Zealand-born player to play 300 games in the NRL and he played a record 55 test matches for his country, captaining the Kiwis on 18 occasions. This is Ruben Wiki. And if you enjoy this quick look at the great man, you'll just love the full interview. Episodes 196 and 197 in the library. Here's Rubes. Enjoy. I think um, survival mode is, is the right answer for, for that question, mate. And uh, solo mum. Mum raised three siblings, three kids on, on her own. You know, mum and dad kind of split when I was young and mum took the, took the reins and uh, was working two jobs day and, and day and night. So I grew up pretty quick. At, at a young age and uh, matured a lot quicker to assist with my mum. I left school when I was 15, went to go work uh, just to help pay the bills, help her out. And I think you know, the opportunity to uh, go over to Canberra and try my luck was you know, just trying to pay, pay it forward and mm. you know, give back to mum and what she sacrificed for us as, uh, as a solo mum. You'd start in Canberra in 93. In 94, the movie Once Were Warriors hit the cinemas. It was based in South Auckland. <laughs> it was shot in Otara. You were in your second year of first grade. Uh, was the movie an accurate representation of what you remembered as your home city and its people, or, or was it sad in the fact that it made the city look troubled to a point, I guess? I think I think with that movie, Andy, it, was, uh, it happens everywhere everywhere in the world and like for us it's it's real it's like it was an everyday thing and some families grew up with that so some families you know involved in gangs as soon as you're born you you get you know you get your tag so it's mm. like um i think do we follow the same path or do we change change it and make our own path you know so we saw you know we saw a lot of it every day and i think there was just trying to be our own person and uh, make our own own legacy and don't follow the path. But it, does, it did make us stronger in who we are today and part of our identity is, you know, surviving and 
a very sad movie that was portrayed, but it, it is it is real and it's not just Polynesian Maoris. It happens to mm. everyone, you know. So it's I think it was an eye opener for everyone that watched it. And I think um, when I showed the movie to the boys, they were and that's where I got my freaking nickname because I had the same haircut. I said, mate, I cook my own eggs, mate. <laughs> I cook my friggin' own eggs here. In speaking to David Ferner, he said, uh, yeah, there was some irony there. Uh, <laughs> you were known as Damas, but Damas was actually in reference to muscles and power and certainly <laughs> not Jake Heckey. <laughs> oh, and that's what Fernsey said, but I'm not going to argue with Fernsey. So how, why and who, the opportunity to come to Australia and the Raiders, how did it unfold? Uh Pacific Cup 1992, I was playing for the New Zealand Maldives. There was a few scouts that came over from Australia. So uh, representing Canberra was uh, Dean Lance and Tim Sheens. Wow. Um, they came over looking for some players. And uh, there was a, a whole cattle of raw talent. Yeah. That was in that competition. You know, um, Tricky Trindle was playing for the Indigenous. He got picked up. Uh, Steve Kearney. Uh, Johnny Lomax, Quinnipongia, Noan and Druku, Sean Hoppy, uh, myself. So you know the list. The list goes on, mate. And you know everyone just kind of eventuated to a different club to try their luck in the um, Winfield Cup. Uh, so we got the opportunity to meet Tim Sheens and Dean Lance and have a chat and to see if I was uh, keen to go over and play with the club that I'd love to watch. You know because of Mel. As yeah. well, so and to get that opportunity was like, man, I, I got to take this opportunity. But it was really hard to get this across the line with my mother because mm. you know I'm the older sibling and you know leaving the nest. But uh, convinced her, you know, it was the right decision for me to go as as a rugby league player and, and and as a person. And you know, I took my girlfriend with me at that time, who is now my wife. So <laughs> we're still going strong. Any episode, any time, our interviews never date, never, any of them. Over 500 to choose from. Download the lot and rip in, legends. You'd establish yourself as a centre that following off-season, and I think I'm right in saying you played every game for the Raiders that following year, 94. Very good teacher in the centres and a pretty handy centre partner. That bloke called Meninga, he went okay, didn't he? He went all right, mate, eh? Yeah. Yeah, he went all right. <laughs> what were you able to learn about centre play off a guy like that? Because he is a teacher as well. I think it was more taking in the uh, – having your eyes up, reading the play, shorter numbers, because that's, that's the ability that Mel had. Mm. And, you know, I, I knew the ball was never going to come dominantly my way because, you know, they're always going to go sticky, Loza, mm. Mel Mullins at the back to Nanjuku. So me and Clyde, we were just doing all the tackling on the other side, mate, just keeping it, keeping it real, you know. So uh, when we get our opportunities, you know, we, we, did, we did our bit. But, um, yeah, he was always trying to, you know, critique, critique my game, always ask questions. We look at videos. You know, Tim Sheens, back in those days, will record our games and dissect it for each individual to go over it one-on-one with you, yep. you know. To improve your game, and then you can hear him on on the uh, on the videotape. Oh, Ruben, you should have run this line. You know, this is Tim Sheen, run this line. 
and this, you know, you would have uh, got a quick play of the ball here, yep. stuff like that. I say, and like with our tackle tech, well, you you're probably going too high again, some you know, Ruben. So you know, that was like for everyone, like all the players, videotape, cut yep. up. So he took that time. That those that's the one percent is to make us a better player. Mm. And as a team, collectively, that year was uh, showed. You know. With, it did improve us every game, and you know we lost that game, two games. Oh, sorry, that one game against the doggies in the in the finals. But um, we were getting pretty gutted and came back and took it out. What a year '94 was. Ferner it is now. Gets the pass away. It's a daily that capitalizes. Runs through the gap over the thirty. Support is coming. Daily, he won't need it. Daily, he scores. Daily puts it down. The grand final. What stands out from grand final day? For me, young bloke, first time, Andy, it's, it was just another final for me. Yeah. We had heaps of finals in, in Auckland at younger ages and we just ha- you know, have a good time and a few drinks and that's it. But in the, in the Winfield Cup, it's an, it's another level. You know, I was wondering why all these guys were crying and I said, ah, it's just another win, boys. <laughs> but it, did, it didn't hit me until years later. Yeah. That it's very rare you get to win one of these, you know. So to win one of these with that team and to see Mal off on a, the great note and the, the player he is was was special, you know. I, I recap it um, later in life and I said, man, I was, I was part of that. Mm. I'll ask you if this was the best team you played in because the truth is it could be one of the best teams ever assembled in rugby league history. Well, we, can, we, keep, we, we keep talking about it at the gym, you know, we look at the 1-17 uh, the to 17 and, like, I had to pinch myself sometimes that, mm. you know, I was, I was actually one of those uh, numbers. And then I, looked, <laughs> then I looked through it, like, visually and I said, far out. Very, you know, and... The team that he, Tim assembled, he assembled that team from all walks of life, from yep. Queensland, from New Zealand, from Fiji, you name it. This is his team he's he put together and did something amazing. And I still keep in touch with all the boys and as, as much as I can. And um, I think it's, it's true to say when you win a final, the connection with that mm-hmm. group is you know, forever, you know, and I, I feel that's true. And we got our own little messenger on um, with all the boys and yeah. was keep in touch, you know, Toots and Mullows and Hedro and, ah, yeah. And it, every time we go to Newcastle or Sydney, we try, we try to catch up as much as we can. Um, always catch up with Mal around Queensland time. He sends me gears. <laughs> I said, hey, you send me some gears, brother? Yes. <laughs> you know, we're big fans of Queenslanders down here, so down, so we uh, the connect. Yeah, it's, can't explain it if you haven't won one. So yeah, when you've won one, only ones can know that uh, connection is the ones that actually been in the in the great one. Pertec are fabulous sponsors of Andy Raymond Unfiltered and super proud of their Protect range of products. Biodegradable and environmentally friendly, the Lanolin range is Australian made too. 
The Protect range of products is available from the 107 Pertec stores Australia-wide. And if you buy something before the end of October, you could win a $1,000 Coles Express gift card. Check out all the details on the extensive range of Protect products from Pertec at pertec.com.au. Thanks, Pertec, for your continued support of Unfiltered. You would go home back to New Zealand. You would go to the Warriors. Going home, did it just feel right at the time? Yes, you were a Canberra Raider and a proud clubman, but did it just feel right going home? It was a weird, a weird um, decision due to weighing up all the, the factors, you know, the kids, yeah. the um, love of the club. You know, and it was around that time, it was like, you know, I'm getting a bit older here, so I need to go put myself out there to see what's you know, available. Yep. Wigan, Warriors, Wigan Warriors were on the table too, Andy. So wow. there's, there was two Warriors team after after the signature. You know, the uh, older statesman that the Warriors, Monty, Arwen, Stace, sent me a video trying to like um, entice me to come over. Um, it was a toss of a coin at the end of the day. You know, Jim Bannigan did some – Jim Bannigan was my manager, sorted out two – Awesome contracts, and you know, I had to just weigh up the, the right yeah. options for the future of my children and, and us as a family. And it ended up being coming home. Four seasons at the Warriors, and you played almost every game as well. You'd notch up 300 first grade games during this period, the first New Zealand to achieve that milestone. Is that something that you're proud of? 300 games and the first to do so? <laughs> it's a funny story behind that, buddy. <laughs> you know, I get to tell you this because um, I never, I nearly didn't make it. Um, well, it was 2008, 2008, mm-hmm. and uh, we were going through a rough patch. Ivan Cleary was the coach, um, and I think they wanted to push some players out, yep. so let some players to go to bring some younger youth in. And because we've been doing well, and I was. I was at that time. I was the oldest in the NRL. Yeah, that's right. Like thirty-five, and I was like, "Oh, yep." So they pointed the finger at me to to let me go early. Yeah, you know? and I was on two two ninety-four. Wow, so close. Two hundred ninety-four games, and they wanted to. Yeah, they wanted to get rid of me at the club. So, you know, it was you know, it was a. Little, I know it's a political. Decision, but I, I just didn't want to actually go. You yep. know, I wanted to finish my contract off and on your terms, they, on my terms. You know, and they wouldn't have it. They didn't want it uh, happening that way. So I ended up uh, going home and speaking to my wife, and she came to the office the next day and gave them a serve. Did she? <laughs> she told them, "This guy, you know, this guy's." Leads for this club, leads yeah. for his boys, and it was just, you know, it's it's just a political decision in the rank. But they they weren't going to play me, so I ended up um, playing reserve grade. I had a game, one game in reserve grade, best time ever. You know, I, I got I got pretty nasty with the journos. I got pretty nasty with everybody. So I seek some advice from some uh, mentors that yep. you know. To get me through this because it was a borderline depression because yep. they're taking the game away from me. 
something that I love so much and, you know, why they're picking on me, you know. And um, sourced, sourced some good conversations with, you know, one of my best friends who's Logan Swan, yep. uh, Frank Endicott, and he just, they just told me just turn it around to make to make it uh, fall in your hands. And they just told me to go back to being that happy happy bloke that everyone knows, you know, off the field and stop being nasty and um, played the reserve grade game and had some fun. And then they had some injuries. They called me back in. And I, I told the boys, I told all the boys what happened and they just got angry. <laughs> they just got angry. So they said they, they, they were just going to just do it do it for me and um, and this when we had that good run into the finals yeah. and finished really strong and um, the beards came so we went that Spartan look and so everyone bought into it uh, and we nearly nearly got there in 2008 the best of Ruben Wiki. We hope you enjoyed the full interview. It's episodes 196, 197 in our Library of Legends, where none of our interviews or episodes ever date. So you can download the lot, rip in, and get amongst the best rugby league talk there is, because this is the only podcast that talks with the legends, not about them. Make sure you come back soon. Legends. Legends.